0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I notice when any, whenever anyone falls, you laugh the most. so that's <laughs> Well, uh, welcome, welcome to the first week of this series. Uh, I've been gone a couple weeks. Uh, I want to welcome those watching in Issaquah and Duval. And last week, uh, the campus pastors and Lance on uh, the Redmond campus, uh, didn't they all do a great job? Let's give them a hand. Well, uh, did you get enough of turkey, of shopping, of family (laughs) after this weekend? uh, I I had a pretty unique experience uh, as I was down in Arizona last weekend. My daughter goes to college down there. She could only get one holiday off, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, so she stayed down there. We went and uh, visited her uh, down there. Uh, My wife stayed a little bit longer, and I picked her up on the airport, uh, at the airport on Friday. I was in that place where you uh, pick people up. You know where it says, don't wait for people, and everyone's waiting there? Uh, That's where I was, and uh, so I was waiting there for my wife uh, to uh, come out there, and then finally I see her uh, across the way, and I I wanted to get her attention, and so I I go like this, and uh, all of a sudden, a couple comes up to me, they tell me where they're going, and they start to hand me their bags and i'm thinking they think i'm an uber driver <laughs> and uh, uh, so at first i'm like oh am i is that funny am i offended and then i was thinking you know what I could make a couple extra bucks here right now. (laughs) Uh, But then here's the dilemma is uh, I I was really thinking about that and there wasn't enough room for their luggage and for my wife's luggage and I was thinking I could ask her if she would just wait a little bit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But since I value my safety, I decided not to uh, make that decision. My hope is that uh, whatever uh, your experience was on Thanksgiving, as you uh, head towards Christmas and New Year's and all of that, that, that'll be a great one. Actually, this weekend, in a traditional church calendar, it's not really necessarily a biblical concept, but it's a historical concept uh, that people will call this Advent," which me- the season, which means that we look forward to. Uh, the coming of jesus and we remember that and remember that uh, as just as jesus came two thousand years ago there's a promise that one day he will come again as well and that god has given us an incredible gift in his son jesus christ and so we're gonna focus on that in a unique way in this series uh regifters uh you know what it means to regift a present don't you uh, any, any of you re-gift something? Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. You're good Christians, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's re-gifting defined. Uh, re-gifting is the act of taking a gift that's been received and giving it to somebody else. It probably wouldn't surprise you uh, what some of the most common gifts are uh, that are re-gifted. Uh, you can probably guess the number one gift. Anyone guess that? Okay, go ahead and look that the fruit cake, right? Which is neither cake nor fruit, uh, uh, but we still buy these things. Uh, and then, then, of course, uh, there's a Christmas sweater. Now, he looks a little too into it, doesn't he? Uh, and then if, uh, we've all gotten one of these throughout the years, uh, the Chia Pet. And now they're the whole, uh, they have a whole series and a line of these. They have a Duck Dynasty series, so you can get the Uncle Sai. That's a good one. And then uh, this one really resonated with my heart, although I know it would be regifted as well. Uh, this is the zombie plant, touches it and it plays dead, and then watch it come back to life. It's sort of like for those of you who like The Walking Dead, this would be the perfect gift to be regifted. There's actually interesting, there's rules, I, I, I did a little research, uh, I evidently had some spare time the last couple weeks, uh, on re-gifting, and there's all sorts of articles in it. There's one on the Huffington Post which talked about the rules of re-gifting, just in case you wanted to uh, know what those are. Uh, uh, it says, number one, to re-gift in different social circles. Uh, don't give uh, the gift to someone who uh, runs in the same circles that you do. Uh, and then uh, make sure some time has lapsed. Don't re-gift with immediate family members. And then this one I thought was funny, don't give a used gift. Now that's not called re-gifting, that's just called bad right there. And uh, keep the original packa- packaging, and one note there it says, and most important, always double check to make sure a personal note wasn't added inside the boxed item. Yeah, that's good advice there. And then uh, admit it if you get caught. Uh, And then uh, you think about these when it comes to regifting. You think of, it's a horrible thing. Why would I regift something? That just shows that I really don't care about uh, the person. But what if there was a good regifting? What if there's actually, it was not only a good thing, uh, it was a God thing? And we see uh, in the Bible that we are called when it comes to what we've been given in Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Christ, to do some regifting. Here's what we read in Philippians 4.9. It says, uh, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Uh, If you're taking notes, will you underline that, and the God of peace will be with you? How many of you could use a little bit more of that, Uh, especially as we encounter uh, family members during this season? And what I want to do is, I'm going to talk in particular, not about the family we live with, uh, but that extended family that we have uh, that, you know, our cousins, our aunts, our uncles. Uh, or, as I've talked about before, uh, a drunkle, you know what that is, a drunk uncle. <laughs> Some of you say, I don't know what that is. Some of you say, that may be me. Anyway, so uh, uh, we, we all have this, this ecosystem of family we engage with, uh, which can either be a chore, it can be a temporary celebration, or it can be something that really uh, can be significant in our lives. So, so this Chris, Christmas season, uh, the commitment to really have that peace is uh, to give my best self. And uh, what, what does that mean, to give my best self? We all know we, that we, we present ourselves different ways at different times. You know, they're sort of our get-up-early-in-the-morning self. Some of you love that. Uh, a, any of uh, you morning people, go ahead and raise your hand. Yeah. Any of you not morning people? Yeah, we, we know you. Uh, so, there, yeah, there, there's that. And so, some of us like are hey, that's my best self in the morning. Some of you are like, I don't even know if I believe in God before I have a cup of coffee, you know. Uh, we, we have that. There's our Saturday morning self. That's our, there's our church self. Maybe uh, you come here and, and that's presented a little differently. Or there's that self that we have that's been touched by God. And that, you might say, hey, that's not even me yet, Uh, but if it is you, uh, there's something that happens, and we've received a gift from God uh, through His Son, Jesus Christ. And in that, we receive the gift of salvation, but we receive that which is the big gift, but so much more as well. And I think as, as we look throughout the Scripture, we see again and again uh, really that command to uh, share that. There's a couple of verses that aren't in uh, the outline but they are in the Bible. Hebrews 13, 16. And it says, do not forget to do good and share with others. For such sacrifice, with such sacrifices, God is pleased. That God is pleased when we do that. In John 13, 34, uh, Jesus said this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, you you must also love one another. For by this, everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. You know, I I think some of the hardest uh, times that we have to live this out is with our family. Uh, Especially when we are around people who knew us growing up. And uh, we, can, we can sometimes har- have a hard time bringing our very best self. But the Scripture is really clear that uh, that's not, not optional for us. It's actually a command. In fact, in First Timothy 5.8, uh, it says this, anyone who does not provide for their own relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And there it's actually talking about giving them money. I mean, just think about when it comes to those other aspects of who we are? Well, I don't know about you, sometimes I can hold back. And and when we hold back, we also miss out. Uh, And what do we miss out on when we don't fully engage? I I think the first thing we miss out is is I don't have fun. We miss out on the opportunity uh, to really enjoy the people in our life. Uh, You think about that. If when you're just going through the motions, you've maybe gone to be with family. Uh, but then when you really get in there and really pay attention, very few people have people around them who will be fully present uh, without strings attached. And then relationships are shallow. And a lot of us will complain about shallow relationships, but then we never think, what am I doing to make those relationships more significant? And then finally, I miss opportunities to make a lasting impact. Now, I'm going to talk about this more in a a couple weeks, but the greatest ministry that we have uh, can be with our own family. Uh, You think about it in the Bible. Think about Jesus. Uh, John the Baptist was his cousin. His brother James was one of his followers. Didn't yeah, at first it didn't start out too great. James tried to actually have him committed, <laughs> but uh, after he really said, "No no, Jesus is who he says he is," uh, he became one of his followers, and his own mother uh, was one of his followers as well and it's interesting if you think about Jesus' life and ministry as, as he comes, very serious business as as he knows he has this mission he 's teaching people about what it means to uh, follow God, to live in God's kingdom, that, that there's, there's grace that's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen through his own sacrifice. And as Jesus is as on a cross, and he's dying there, he's giving his life as a payment for sin that, that, that we, we could never pay the sin debt that we have. In the midst of that, there's a very interesting thing that happens Uh, as he turns to one of his uh, disciples. We read this, it says, uh, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. You know, it's sort of, sort of a big deal when you think about it. Jesus could have said, well, I'm, my business right now is like uh, saving the whole world for eternity. Uh, you know, the, the mom thing, I know that's important, but that really, uh, you know, that, that I really have bigger things to do. But even in the midst of his ultimate sacrifice, he remembers uh, his earthly mom. And and I don't know about you, sometimes I think that, uh, you know, I'm busy doing all this important and significant stuff, uh, and I miss out on that sphere of influence, which really can be our greatest sphere of influence, and that is our family. So how do we give uh, our best self to our families? And I want to look at that. How can we give that gift to them? Uh, The first way I was thinking about is what I call temporary full attention. Uh, And I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. To understand that, you need to understand the term uh, continuous partial attention. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Uh, Linda Stone, who's an author, she actually worked at Microsoft at one point, Uh, she has written a lot about uh, what technology has done and that's that. We'll pay attention, but it's this continuous partial attention. Is that our mind is always somewhere else? By the way, have you noticed that kids can tell when you're paying partial attention? Yeah, I remember when my daughter was really uh, little. She would grab me by the cheeks, <laughs> say, "Dad, really listen." And uh, and you know uh, that that was funny, but. I became very cognizant of the fact that she felt like she needed to do that uh, because there are times where I was present, but I really wasn't present. Uh, when, when we don't pay full attention, uh, we miss out. I, I mean, it, it can be, I, I don't know if you've seen the, the YouTube video uh, that's out there. It actually has uh, six million views of Joseph Griffin he was uh, going from Ireland to Las Vegas, that was his vacation. And he was given uh, a GoPro, I think by one of his kids and like a selfie stick to take uh, pictures of everything that was happening. Well, he didn't read the instructions. Uh, he was like, oh yeah, 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 I have just got it. And this is the video that he got from his trip for Vegas, here's a little portion of it. Well, what direction the Grand Canyon is, I'm not sure. I think it's that way. That's the view looking down, see? And that's, there's the Trump Tower, same color as his hair. And now that view is looking north. And that's up into the desert, up into Utah and Arizona, I think. This is the Bellagio. <laughs> he, he got four days of video of his own face. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's, it's sort, of, sort of funny, sort of sad. But I think that I could do the same thing, is when I'm, when I'm not present. Now, here, we can go the other way and say we need to pay full attention to everyone all the time. You can't do that, by the way. Uh, that is... Impossible. But what we can do is be present for maybe a moment, for a season, and say, I, "I not only want to listen to what you say, but maybe the story behind what you say." Jesus said in Luke six thirty one, "Do unto others as you would have them do to you." Now, none of us expects people to pay attention to us fully all the time, but with our family. And really, maybe when we're sharing our heart, we want that in particular. One of the it's interesting how the Bible addresses uh, this uh, with parents, even with aging parents. It says in Proverbs 23:22, uh, "Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. I've uh, taken that and put it on coffee mugs and given it to my children." <laughs> uh, so the uh, well, part of this with, with family is uh, is to embrace imperfection, and and, and we know that uh, we have a hard time with this, uh, but but we know uh, that we're all imperfect. Uh, would you admit that, or at least the person next to you is imperfect? You'll admit that, right? Uh, I a couple weeks ago I was at church and uh, I wasn't speaking. Uh, but I was hobbling around uh, on crutches. And that's because I had hurt myself. I was uh, out at uh, the gym and was doing some exercise wrong. And uh, by the way, which is sort of funny, I'm doing better now. Uh, But when when I talked about it, Dave Nelson, who was speaking that weekend, he went like this. He jumped up and down. He said, I never work out. Look at me. (laughs) Uh, But but whenever I did that, the only problem is whenever my knee would bend, I heard a click. That's not a good thing, by the way. And uh, my doctor told me I had to stay home and do nothing, which is, by the way, one of my favorite things to do. I mean, no one ever gets hurt watching Netflix. (laughs) Uh, And I had to embrace a reality that I was going to be banged up for a little while. And for some of us, one of the greatest realities that we can embrace is that uh, there's maybe a history of brokenness uh, in our family, in our relationship with our family, that there are people who uh, are annoying, and that even though this doesn't change, the assignment that Jesus gives us is still the same. That as He gave us a gift and He accepts us as is, In fact, by the way, if if you're visiting uh, this weekend, and maybe you came from a religious environment, I was just reading an email from someone who was talking about a religious environment where they, I have to get it all together so I can come to God. The, the, The point of the cross of Jesus Christ is we could not get it all together. And in our imperfection, in our sin, that Jesus gave his very best for us And he accepts us as is. And he knew the price and he knew the cost. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean we accept every behavior? No. Does it mean that we forget everything that's in the past? That's probably not possible. Maybe you've been hurt and it may not mean that you trust someone completely either. That's earned over time. But it does mean that we follow Jesus in what he did for us. In fact, it's interesting, uh, in Matthew chapter five, in a a portion of scripture called the Beatitudes, there's statements that Jesus makes. Uh, One of the ones he makes is, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That means that I know I have my issues, my quirks in places of sin. And knowing that, that I approach others with grace. Is there someone that God is calling you during this advent season, this Christmas season, to approach with grace? Well, par- part of this with our uh, giving our best self to our family is to reexamine and this is going to be a, a, I'll explain what I mean is to re-examine your root metaphor. Uh, A root metaphor is basically, uh, that's not an intuitive statement, it's basically the metaphor that we use uh, to explain uh, things in our life that controls meaning. It would be something like this, Uh, time is money, life as a journey. And we all have that with family as well. We'll have uh, maybe a metaphor for our family. There were some children at uh, the uh, Oswego Gates uh, Elementary School in, in their classes, fourth grade classes were asked to describe the dynamics of their family as a metaphor. Uh, one, one child wrote, my family is a forest, wild and free. My mother is a bear. <laughs> okay, that just got real, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, here it says, caring and protecting her cubs. Uh, Another one, my brother is poison ivy, itchy, annoying, and catching me by surprise. (laughs) My dad is a busy, busy bee, always on the run, if you know what I mean. My family is a bike. My mom is a chain, she holds us together, but sometimes the chain falls off when she gets stressed. (laughs) My dad is a handlebars who steers everyone in the right direction. My family is a yard. My mom is the fence. She protects the family. My dad is the toolbox. He always tries to fix everything. My brother is the bike in the garage. He is protected from the hardships of the world. Do you know what the most common metaphor for family is? The most commonly used metaphor for family is actually war. Think about it. People will say uh, things like, uh, I won the argument. We battle over finances. Uh, we, uh, we haven't come to an agreement, but we've come to a truce. We didn't bring out the heavy weapons in this. Uh, she went nuclear on me. Someone else said that. <laughs> <laughs> he deserted the family. Have you ever thought about just by changing that, that root metaphor, that way you see family, how that can change the dynamics of the relationship? Where you're saying, okay, Ben, that's pretty interesting. Is this science or psychobabble or what is this? This is actually uh, very scriptural. Jesus, as uh, he's talking to his followers, he wants to make it clear That when he came into the world as a baby, when he lived his life, and when he would sacrifice a life on a cross, that it meant that our status is different. Jesus uh, says this in James 15, uh, 15. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. If you think about that uh, in your relationships, what would change if the metaphor for your family uh, was friendship? Now, we all have to love family, right? You got to love your relatives, right? You got (laughs) to. But what if instead of just loving, there is this sense, is that I want to have a friendship with you. I want to have a relationship with you. And really, that's what Jesus Christ has done for us. He said, I no longer see you as servants. I no longer see you as broken, as whatever it is, uh, angry, addicted, you name it. I see you as my child. And when you grab a hold of that, that will change the way you view God. If you view God as a loving Father who is looking out for your very best, then when you get stressed, when you get stuck in a pattern of sin, instead of running away from Him, you'll run to Him. And maybe maybe you're coming this Christmas season. You're saying, you know, I'm gonna. I like coming to church around the holidays. But maybe God wants to do something that's more than just your church attendance. He wants to change the paradigm in which you relate to Him. That you would understand, God wants to be your friend. God wants to get down in the dirt with your deepest sin and your greatest need, and to bring you hope and restoration, and also to give you a sense of what His future is for you. Well, as we look at our relationships with others and giving our best self, uh, remember number four, to bring Jesus with you. Now, I know when I just bring me, that's not the best uh, me I can bring, but when I bring what Jesus is doing in me. We read this, the Apostle Paul, who is one of the original re-gifters, uh, he explains this, "'For what I received I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures.'" He's saying, I want to give you the greatest gift that I've ever received. And you look at the the life of the Apostle Paul is he was religiously respected. People followed him. Even if you look, there's some undertones that he had a measure of wealth compared to others in the society. But he says, there's one thing I want to re-gift to you. And that's my relationship with Jesus. In fact, one of the things we're going to do this season, and I think you can sign up uh, on the connection card, hopefully you can, if not, you make a sign up there, is we're going to do a little devotional that you can use on your own. Uh, You can maybe use as a family that we're going to send you out by email uh, each day to help you prepare spiritually as we look towards this Christmas season, as we look towards this greatest gift that's ever been given us, and that's a, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We're told in uh, John 1, 12, to all who <clears throat> received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Christmas is one of those times a year uh, where we're usually more open to having God play a bigger role in our families uh, and uh, we want to help you do that, as I said, through the devotional and all of that. But I would encourage you uh, that maybe uh, you would say, hey, for this season, I'm going to try to make it to church each week, and I'm going to understand God's gift for, to me, but also understand that it's not supposed to end there. But it's about the gift That I re gift to other people in my life. When Jesus is more fully present in my life, I can, in that sense, be more fully present with others as well. You might uh, be here and you say, hey, you know, I don't have a lot of extended family or, or anything like that. Well, what you can do, what we can do, is to remember what it means for us personally that Jesus came. And so to do that, and and usually we end a series with communion, uh, but this week, uh, this series, we're going to start with uh, communion. And we think about that Jesus, as he came into the world, as God sent his son, he came with the end in mind. You've heard that saying, to begin with the end in mind, is that he would bring us life and he would bring us hope. Not only through the miracle of his birth, but through the, uh, the incredible gift of his life and the resurrection life that can really be our resurrection of hope as well. Will you pray with me?